1: This year, Netflix will spend eight billion dollars on programming. Wow! They now have seven
0: hundred original series, which <laughs> makes me realize—it just makes me realize that the show I pitched them must have really sucked. <laughs> yes, it did. I mean, it's like being turned down for a CVS rewards card. <laughs> that may have been my favorite joke of the night. That's uh, yeah. If you're if you're Colin Jost, who's got some heft, I mean. Yeah. You're the head writer for Saturday Night Live. <coughs> it just won an Emmy for the best show. Um, you're dating Scarlett Johansson. They have 700 shows on Netflix, and they turned you down. <laughs> Surprising. Yeah, yeah, I'm skeptical rough. he actually pitched them a show. I, I yeah. am, too. Yeah, I don't wait, think whoa, they... whoa,
2: whoa. You don't think that was a fact-based <laughs> joke? Because I don't think
0: they would turn him down.
2: I'm a fa- More lies. Hey, uh, the whole Ben Sass drain in the swamp. Congress needs to do its job thing. We were so hot to trot on. About a week ago, I guess it was. Uh, we're going to talk to Chris Deaton, Deputy Online Editor for the Weekly Standard, about Ben Sass and his efforts.
0: So we started the day with holy... And how they're doomed. Stay with us. <laughs> we started the day with holy crap. The judge and the accuser are going to testify in an open hearing. This is going to be one of the most watched television events in our nation's history. And it's... disgusting. And but disgusting is... and, and really Pointless, although there will be a result of some sort. He'll either end up a Supreme Court justice or not, so there's a point. Um, But now, it's not certain she will show, and Grassley says if she doesn't show, he won't show, so maybe it's off. I don't know where Mm -hmm. we are now. Uh, I got a text about that. I also have this. Uh Uh-oh. That Sean just handed to me, (laughs) because Stormy Daniels has a book coming out. (laughs)
2: For those who've already plowed their way through Amorosa's book and are looking
3: for a new hot read, is it a picture book or is there <laughs> words in it?
2: Yeah,
0: there's words in it. And Sean says to me, Do you want to hear how Stormy Daniels describes the president's penis? <laughs> and I thought
2: I'm rolling my eyes, folks, he's, for you. He
0: said, I've highlighted it on page three, but but Sean says, be warned, once you read it, you can't unread it. <laughs>
1: I'm not going
0: to read it on the air.
2: Good. Wow, a rare moment of restraint. I do wish I hadn't read it. The old dog has learned a new trick. You wish you hadn't read it. I wish I hadn't read it. (laughs) That's what I felt. So I wish that wow, I had never I, read it. I feel exactly like the guy who, who whose friend says, oh, my God, the way this smells. Here, smell it. Yeah, I yeah. I know I shouldn't, yet no, I... No,
0: you don't. You don't. It won't be... It's not one of those, that's so bad, it's good, or you just, you're just you better off not Okay. just reading this. Your life is fine not knowing. Well, yeah, I've, I've, exactly. I've played sports. I've seen
2: a number of them. There's no head. upside. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That's a real... That's a friend... Advising a friend. Sean and I both wish we hadn't read it. Enough said. So there you go. Enough
0: said. Um, but here's an interesting thing. Are it's, those metaphors or similes she uses to describe uh, it? Does it? Does it
2: use the word like or as?
0: I think it's like. Because that would
2: okay. be a, a simile. Right. Is okay. it um, so, so
0: like a corkscrew or what? <laughs> no surprise, <laughs> it's a dollar sign.
2: Um, <laughs> it's, gold. <laughs> it's gold. It's gold plated.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, so no surprise. This is this is as predictable as anything could be. The mm. one thing you could predict that Stormy Daniels is going to say in her stupid, stupid book that nobody should read. um, It may have been the least impressive sex I've ever had. All you right. knew she was going to say that. Right? Right. Just so dumb. whatever, whatever. But, it, but here's here's something that is interesting after that. Daniel's alleged relationship with Trump included one moment in 2007, she writes, in which she is with Trump in a hotel room watching Shark Week on cable TV. We've all heard this story. Legendary. And he receives a phone call from Hillary Clinton, who was then running against Barack Obama for the Democratic presidential nomination.
2: Donald, Hillary, are you watching Shark Week? They're doing great whites leaping up and biting seals. It's great.
0: How weird is your life? So you're a porn star having sex with a married billionaire. But you're not having sex with him right now. You're sitting on the bed. He's so into Shark Week, you're not having sex. Right. He gets a phone call from Hillary Clinton.
2: You know, I have gone to Netflix and watched past seasons of Shark Week. I had to go back to 07. Figure out what they were watching. There's
0: never been a TV show I'm turning down sex for, though. uh Then to make it crazier, Hillary Clinton called, Stormy Daniels writes. He had a whole conversation about the rice, repeatedly mentioning our plan. The rice? the race i'm sorry oh they, they he had a whole conversation about the race repeatedly mentioning our plan oh quote our plan okay trump on the phone with hillary talking about our plan what huh. is that wow intriguing even while he was on the phone with hillary his attention kept going back to the sharks
2: <laughs> well it's it's the apex predator on earth except for orcas as it turns out uh, how what? can you turn how can you look away
0: Now, there's no necessary reason to believe that Stormy Daniels is writing truthfully, but, I don't know, him talking with Hillary while she's running against Barack Obama, she's talking to, she calls Trump, and they're talking about our plan. Yeah. I don't know, that's fairly intriguing. That just seems to me like some sort of she was still heavy into politics in New York then, right? That seems like just some sort yeah, of New York senator from, thing. Yeah, she ah, was a senator from... Could have been completely unrelated. And yeah, he was a Democrat anything. donor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Could have been anything, I suppose.
3: Call okay. me anytime.
1: Bye-bye. Of, <laughs> of those two, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> oh,
2: he he would have preferred Hillary most likely because of whatever... Well, because they were dealings they had, yeah. Right, exactly. As he said many times, the Democrats run all the big cities. you got to be in with the Dems. Got to grease the right palms. Get your permits, etc.
0: How do we live in a world where, uh, well, some of you would say, how do we live in a world where we have a president who is having sex with a porn star while his wife and baby were at home? So some people would say that. And fair enough. And fair enough. Uh, I would say also, how do we live in a world where the porn star then writes a book and describes the president's penis because she thinks that's an important thing. Markets at work, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know God, we live in weird, weird, weird times.
2: I wouldn't let my parrot crap on the pages of that book. It'd be insulting to the parrot. He deserves better than that. Yeah,
0: I'm going to hold it until you get a more reasonable book for me to write. You asking
2: me to s on that? That's um, beneath me. Okay, all right, I get it. Not that was not a pun. It seems in, my parrot.
0: It seems incongruous to go. This
2: scenario is very dry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very droll.
0: Um, it seems incongruous, especially to go to this text about uh, the Kavanaugh thing. So maybe I'll hang on to this till tomorrow. It'll still be a story tomorrow. Hell yeah! I wonder if we'll find out today whether or not this hearing is actually going to happen. I don't know. Is it possible that perhaps? Is it possible that both sides have decided nothing good's going to come of this?
2: Nah, it can't I don't see be. any. Well, if other I'm the
0: Democrats, they... I think I got a winning hand here. Mm, Why not play it? I mean, there's, right. there's a decent chance I get one vote. That's all I need. Or even if you don't,
2: you'll draw blood. And uh, if I lose, what did I lose? He you was may convince get your base that the... See what the Republicans do? See the sort of person they nominate? Right. Because true believers... I've already seen it. People who have never heard this woman, never seen the letter, et cetera, announcing that they believe her 100%. Well, we're also uh, getting texts from... Twitter.
0: We're also getting plenty of texts from people who say she's obviously making this up. How is she obviously making this up?
2: I would say uh, if you fit perfectly in what is clearly a hatchet job, a last-minute hatchet job, that's interesting, if not suspicious slash odd. But I don't think that proves anything. But the the idea of immediately believing or based on what?
0: I do like the strategy. If I'm a Democrat running this thing, and I can choose, I have Kavanaugh testify saying we're not going to we're not going to put this victim through this. Kavanaugh testifies, then you come out and say. With the many lies that he just told, she needs to testify. She changed her mind. And you drag it out another week. House
2: a week from Thursday.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. That'd be a pretty good plan. Yeah.
2: So, Chris Deaton of the Weekly Standards is going to join us for uh, Ben Sass. Oh, we love Ben Sass around here. He's sassy. Uh, his his plan to drain the swamp and restore a little credibility to Congress Does We'll play have a, a chance. We'll
0: play a clip of Ben Sass, remind you of what he said during the Kavanaugh hearings before this all happened. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation.
2: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my
1: mind. We go home and we pretend we make laws. No, we don't we write giant pieces of legislation 1200 pages 1500 pages long that people haven't read filled with all these terms that are undefined and we say the secretary of such and such shall promulgate rules that do the rest of our dang jobs that's why there's so many fights about the executive branch and about the judiciary because this body rarely finishes its work how is it possible hallelujah
0: it's not it's not amazing to me that ben sass said that during the hearings kavanaugh hearings it's that that more people don't say it i mean it's so clearly true and he's the only one saying hey this is the way it's working over here
2: shouldn't there be right a third of them saying this out loud right. on both right. sides of the aisle well here's a guy who knows how it works chris deaton was a communications aide in congress uh, legislative aide he uh, works for red alert politics he's currently the deputy online editor for the weekly standard and joins us hello chris deaton how are you sir
4: I am well, guys. Thanks for having me on. How oh, are
2: you? It's uh, great. It's it's, it's 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 always a pleasure.
0: This is going to be a really short interview. The question is, can Sass drain the swamp? You're going to say no, and <laughs> well, then we're going to say thanks for yeah. calling.
4: Exactly. Hey, yeah, I'm going to go back to eating my Gardettos, my snack mix that I usually <laughs> have before lunch every day, and uh, fine, sipping on my tea. Fine <laughs> snack it is. So, listen, uh, we're
2: big Ben Sass fans around here, so don't break our hearts, but tell us about the reform package he introduced and, and what we ought to think about it.
4: Sure. He introduced it last week, and obviously I think they're speaking in newspaper terms, were probably somewhere around 72 to 73, give or take five stories that could have qualified as front-page news uh, within the span of 24 hours late last week, so yeah. it kind of got lost in the shuffle. Wow! Uh, but he, sticking with what you guys actually mentioned at the top of the show here, because that's a great segue into talking about the ethics reform stuff, um, he introduced five bills that Some kind of harken back to efforts to clamp down on lobbying that lawmakers do once they leave office. He wants to propose a lifetime ban. Um, Currently, the rule is that you have to have this so-called cooling off period of two years before you can jump ship and actually register. And Congress has tried to do that for a long time. But he also introduced four other um bills that really targeted things that have happened in the last 20 years where you can point to specific people and they're both democrats and republicans one of them was changing the way the congressional settlements work and that happened with john conyers and the sexual harassment stuff a democratic congressman person you might remember that from last year right that's um, where won. the
2: uh, the taxpayer pays and they get to keep it secret
4: Yes, absolutely. Okay. So he wants, he, he wants to make that more transparent. He also wants to make the accused foot a portion of the bill, um, bill in the actual uh, monetary term and not the legislative term. Right. Then um, there is something that has to do with uh, preventing individual members of Congress trading individual Stocks, And there's a Republican member named Chris Collins, who is under indictment for securities fraud right now. And he got in some hot water as a result of his stock activity on an individual stock basis, not trading mutual funds. He wants presidential and vice presidential nominees to disclose their tax returns. That obviously hmm. is directed straight at President Trump. But then on the other side, he has one that was directed at the Clinton family with respect to cabinet members not being able to solicit foreign donations. So if you actually look at all of these things that SAS wants to do, he's naming names. He's targeting specific people on both sides of the aisle that have engaged in this illicit behavior over the course of the last 20 years. He'll get some buy-in on some of it because there are still, I think, enough good government legislators left in Washington that they'll want to rally around this and sell it back to their uh, their constituents back home. But... It's notable that he's naming names, guys. I mean, that's what's interesting to me. Sass is he catches a lot of flack for uh, sometimes not, um, you know, putting his business where his mouth is. He's kind of, you know, attacked sometimes as just a rhetorical guy. Here's an instance where he's actually naming names.
0: Interesting. I would sign off on all that stuff. Um, the, the not being able to work for two years in whatever industry, I don't know if that's legal or not. Or,
2: or a lifetime ban. Yeah, as a libertarian, I'm not sure I like the, the, the I think, feel of that.
0: I think it'd make our government better, but I'm yeah. just not sure you can do it.
2: And at the same time, Chris, and you're way more hip to this than, than we are, although we have a clue, uh, the ease with which people get around various restrictions is uh, is breathtaking. I mean, you write about the definition of lobbying, and, and right. people just, they you know, they, they find a way around that. So, oh, I'm not lobbying, and then they lobby.
4: It's the enforceability measures, guys. I mean, how in the world are you supposed to be able to police that if so much of the activity is going on behind closed doors and there's no record of it? Um, there's this little provision that if 20% of your business activity is related to lobbying or something, you have to actually register as a lobbyist. That opens up all kinds of workarounds for a person who is lobbying and maybe bumping up against that limit to step out of a room when a certain phone call is going on and, oh, all of a sudden my hands are clean. Uh, there have been, subsequent to, a uh, separate lobbying reform package. The first one that established that definition dates back to 95. There was one in the mid-aughts about a decade later that had some humble reforms to the way that lobbying from lawmakers after they leave office is police and ever since then lawmakers have found ways to well I'm not a lobbyist, I'm just a senior policy advisor. And how can you actually, you know, make sure that a person who is working on behalf of some association under the guise of just advising on policy, but not necessarily being inside of the room with a lawmaker that he might be lobbying. A lot of that stuff's hard <laughs> to police up to enforce. And, and that's where you run into some problems with that stuff. Uh, uh,
2: fine. Uh, just a quick follow-up question on that uh, before Jack jumps in. Uh, what is the total of the salaries in the D.C. metro area paid to people who lobby? Chris. Oh my gosh, it's what a great Somewhere between a quintillion and uh, bazillion,
4: <laughs> from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Alex Trebek is going to have to buzz me out on that one. I hope this isn't double jeopardy because I'm losing money. Right. right. Uh, th- so. You know,
2: the point being, there is so much money being made mm-hmm. by the very people who craft these laws. The idea of, of getting some sort of ironclad regulation that actually works is, uh, well, uh, somewhere between fanciful and ridiculous, in my opinion. <laughs> since
0: the supreme court is in the news so much today i thought ben sass's screed about why we fight so bitterly over the court now because the legislature doesn't do its job so everything's up to interpretation that, that lost on most of america but that is why these fights are so bitter now
4: no that's, that's absolutely right it was it was a terrific diagnosis and i i it's hard to not look at that from an objective basis. And let's just try to be logical and think about the way that politics work. Let's extricate ourselves from, oh, I believe right of center things and, oh, I believe left of center things. It's like, it's like removing yourself from being a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan and just evaluating the game of baseball. How does this game actually work? How are politics actually conducted? And Sass's uh, SAS's kind of objective viewpoint of how all of this has happened I think is pretty unimpeachable. You said at the top of the show that maybe a third of lawmakers actually say that. I think it's like a 20th, guys. Oh, really? I mean, because seriously, everybody is so obsessed with tribalism nowadays. And when Sass is going out there talking about these things that are post-partisan or supposedly above partisanship, He catches flack sometimes for being sanctimonious about it, but it's not like he's wrong. The city is so ripe with partisanship right now that when you have a person who comes along and says, look, we as a Congress have punted all of this stuff to the regulatory agencies and to the courts, and that tips off voters to thinking that, well, we need to go take our protests there as well because that's where the important decisions are going to be made that's just civics 101, and there's nothing controversial about that, and it's a really good diagnosis, and I would agree it's interesting that he used his time during the Kavanaugh hearings to point that out.
2: Chris Deaton of the Weekly Standard is on the line. Well, I, I'm so glad to hear you say that, I'm so glad to hear Ben Sasse say that, partly because we've been saying that for years. That the whole Mm -hmm. dividing us into tribes and getting us at each other's throats is brilliant cover for what's actually happening in D.C. And, you know, to whatever extent you want to write about that, Chris, whether it be article or book or whatever, uh, please, (laughs) you're, you're welcome here to talk about it. And we'll pimp it as hard as we can.
4: I appreciate that. I do keep track of it sometimes. I mean, it's stuff that truly does fascinate me, guys. We talk constantly about, you know, what's going on in Washington right now and with this current White House and you know, all of the symptoms of tribalism and whatnot. It's really the way that the institutions are set up. I mean, that's just an axiom of economics, that institutions matter.
2: Right. Hey, I hate to cut you off because we could talk all day, but let's talk again soon. We're down to about 30 seconds in the segment. But uh, Chris Steaton, Deputy Online Editor of the Weekly Standard. Great stuff, Chris. Good to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks, all. You got it.
0: Yeah, the trouble is now that a guy like Ben Sass can make that, and I don't think the, the, the forces that don't agree with him, which is almost everybody, they don't even need to say anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, good luck with that. Yeah, that's cute, Ben. Yeah.
3: Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, the Kavanaugh versus accuser hearings now in limbo. A lot of questions being asked. Connection between disinfectants and obesity and the big Emmy mystery. Who is teddy perkins disinfectants up. and obesity is yes. that what you said yes i did what the hell and who is teddy perkins yes
0: strange looking gentleman. all coming up on the armstrong and getty show little disappointed that Saturday night live won the emmy for best whatever that category is because you know they got beaten up even by what was the liberal outlet that beat them up for being too one sided slate somebody uh, vox, vox somebodylong.com vox. vox yeah hit them pretty hard there toward the end about come on um and you're johnny one note and then they the last couple episodes of the season they went out of their way to criticize themselves for being too Anti-Trump. <clears throat> then winning the Emmy last night might make them think, well, we're on the right track. This is this is working for us. Because so. I thought it was the most unwatchable season they've ever had. Hmm. And uh, they won the Emmy. So well, there you go. a
2: lot of people, including Positive Sean, are saying Game of Thrones was weak by Game of Thrones standards, but they kind of got the automatic uh, win.
3: Hmm. hmm. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Will she or won't she? The chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee said the woman accusing Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh of sexual assault has not confirmed an appearance before the panel on Monday. you got Senator Chuck Grassley. They
0: got ahead of their skis saying she was earlier. I mean, because we... Wasn't that the story overnight that
3: she was going to testify? Her lawyer was yep. coming out telling everybody in sight, oh, she'll be there. We're going to testify. I wonder, you it's know what's
2: probably. interesting? I got to stop you there just real quickly. The whole her lawyer thing. And who did we run into? Oh, Stormy Daniels' lawyer, who's a creepy porn promoter. <laughs> just because somebody is a lawyer doesn't mean they're functioning as a lawyer. You know? Yeah. This this chick is her spokeswoman. Well, I wonder. Is woman. Uh, you know? There's a
0: chance. I seem to be in the minority here, but. There's a chance this woman didn't want her name out there, didn't didn't want any of this stuff to ha- come, but somebody decided to do that. Now her lawyer's deciding she's going to testify. It's everybody's, not out of the good co- Everybody's the dragging
3: her along for their ends, which is to stop Kavanaugh. Not impossible at all. There's a hell of a lot at stake. Senator Chuck Grassley said his staff has reached out to Christine Blasey Ford's camp several times since the California-based professor came forward with her story of a high school-era assault by President Donald Trump's high court pick. Although Ford's lawyer has said her client would be open to a fair proceeding, it remains unclear whether she would agree to the planned hearing on September 24th that Republicans have set up to help save Kavanaugh's nomination. If
0: this were 1995, I wouldn't want her to go up there if I'm, uh, if I'm advising her. But it's not. It's 2018. She's safe. The Republicans can't go after her the way they would have decades ago, the way people went after Anita Hill. They'll be much more delicate,
1: of course. Oh, yeah.
2: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, how do we feel about the fact that when these allegations came out, the uh, chairman said, wow, we need to talk to both these people immediately to right. know what we're dealing with. We're going to have a conference call. Uh, we're going to talk to the judge and uh, Ms. Ford. And the Democrats said, "We won't participate in that. Yeah, that we weak. won't be there for those calls." That was right. really weak. Yeah, that it's, it made it clear to me. It's a delaying tactic. The whole thing is now whether this gal's in on it or and brought uh, to her mind a legitimate accusation, and it turned into that. I don't know. Oh, at this point, but,
0: it's purely a political game. Yes, and her her needs and feelings that that's not what's on the right. mind. <laughs> the people are oh, orchestrating they this give thing. Give a crap.
3: Yeah, has agreed to testify about the allegations, which he has strongly denied. But again, uh, Grassley's saying, well, if she doesn't show up, we're not going to uh, hold the hearings. So there you go. So then is it just over? So then... then I guess they would uh, pass well, it on for a vote in committee. Why wouldn't they just say the vote's back on for uh, for Thursday? They might. <coughs> wow, that'd be a twist. They might. Vote's back on. All right. Trump administration's announced it's gonna slap tariffs on two hundred billion dollars worth of Chinese goods starting next Monday. It's a trade war. Two hundred billion dollars more of Chinese goods. That's about half of all the imports China sends us right now. Two hundred billion dollars worth. This is China. Con- this is continuing to echo, as Joe just said, the trade war between the world's two biggest economies. The tariffs gonna start at ten percent. And then it's going to go up to 25% on January 1st. And now China's firing back with a tariff hike on $60 billion of U.S. products in response.
2: So I heard uh, the president's trade representative, whose name escapes me, um, talking about the strategy. And you're not going to hear it much because, you know, it doesn't feed into the narrative. But it made pretty solid sense to me. I still don't know if it'll work or not. But he was talking about, you know, China exports way more to us than we do to them. Right. Um, And as a percentage of their economy, it matters a lot more to them. And their thievery and blackmail of our companies and their high tariffs. Are so egregious at this point, there's going to be a little pain it co- could cause a little disruption to our economy, but it's absolutely going to be worth it when we come out the other end with more productive trade agreements with them and again, I don't know if it'll work or not, but
0: well one of the things yeah. Trump actually does know something about is uh you know leverage in in deal making right who's
2: got who under them yeah. Uh, it's a heck of a game of chicken. Stormy though. Daniels, at one point allegedly, <laughs> oh, was under him with his weird yeah. penis that yeah. so we just read about. I thought we agreed that yeah. wasn't going to come up. Joe again. read it. Yeah. I gave it to him to read. Yeah. <laughs> Do you wish you had read no it?
0: Yeah. Oh. yeah Thanks a million. <laughs> no, nah, we're not going to be the only one shouldering that burden. Everybody's got to <laughs> suffer.
2: It, what has been seen cannot be unseen. <laughs> All
3: right, now, I sir. just needed
2: somebody to talk to about it. <laughs> oh no. And the, the other thing, the other thing that I found very interesting when it was mentioned was that. You know, uh, China's, uh, if we slap a 25% tariff on them, that's a tax on consumers, American consumers. Absolutely true. Which makes the president say, oh, we're going to get so much money in the government's coffers. It's going to be great. I'm like, wait a minute. That's my money. Stop bragging about how much money you're going to take from me. You're enough already. So that was dumb, I think, by the Tangerine Tornado. On the other hand, which is, if you're keeping track, my third hand. Cool. <laughs> um... Uh, the uh, the trade representative pointed out that yeah, if if we cut off like Chinese underpants coming into the country or tax them at twenty five percent, the Vietnamese, the Malaysians, right. the Indians, the 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 the, uh, the Koreans are saying great and they're firing up their factories and hiring people we'll have plenty of underpants give it a couple of weeks couple of months max so it could a little more shake for out more technically sophisticated products
0: but it could shake out but then we start buying vietnamese televisions and underwear right. and sorry china we don't right. need your TVs and underwear anymore right
2: and I put keep on in my mind, underwear you know a couple of exceptions have been carved out which i found interesting including the iwatch they're not going to put a tariff on the iWatch. Uh-huh. A little lobbying happened in there, but keep in mind, Apple manufactures—I'm sorry, China manufactures most um, uh, uh, Apple products. China. So yeah, North Korea or not North Korea, South Korea or uh, Vietnam? Vietnam doesn't have to design the iPhone. Sure, right. We just give them the plans and say, hey, "Hey, crank a million of these out for us." and... You know, there might
3: be a little blip, but it won't be a disaster. Gotta ask you, did you see him? Everybody's wondering, who is Teddy Perkins? A creepy, white-faced character from the FX hit series Atlanta was seated in the front row. He's the son of Marlon Perkins from
2: Mutual of Omaha's (laughs) Wild Kingdom and Mrs. Perkins from the old... Folgers (laughs) Folgers commercial. <laughs> a strange-looking person, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
3: yeah, he was sitting right there in the front row. Teddy Perkins appearing last night the same clothes that he wore on the comedy drama the sporting the red velvet dinner jacket, heavy white makeup, prosthetics, and a bob-cut wig. The character was played by the show's star Donald uh, Glover, but though he played him in the Atlanta episode, it appears Donald Glover was not the one in the mask last night. Neither was uh, Lakeith Stanfield, who would have been the second choice. Teddy Perkins gets congrat or congratulated. Bill uh, Hader, who won an Emmy for best uh, actor in the TV comedy over Glover last year's winner, even Hader said he had no idea who was dressed up as Perkins. I don't know who it was, but I know it was that guy from Atlanta. So now the guessing game continues. We will okay. have a picture of Teddy Perkins as part of our um, Emmy coverage at ArmstrongandGetty.com. It's like if Michael Jackson
0: yes. merged with a Borat character.
3: Yes, <laughs> yes, it's troubling.
2: Yeah, I saw. I saw somebody tweet about it, and yeah. I thought, I thought it was somebody with a deformity, and I was like, "Why are people mocking this on Twitter?" It's poor, poor son of a gun. Very strange. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jacko, good to see you. That's wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong and giddy show the conscience of the nation. Oddly enough today I've heard references to two different people who own one of Jacko's gloves. That uh, African oligarch dude who's busted and uh and Tracy Morgan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what an interesting thing to buy. Wow. Yes, yes. They made it up. You pass away, everybody buys your stuff. It's so gross. Um are ratings out for the Emmys. They had set the new record lows the last two years. We'll be out eventually. The petering out is coming up. Uh, Wow, I was all excited to start today with the greatest political spectacle of the of the century coming up on Monday, but now it might not happen. I thought it was going to be a tawdry and disgusting spectacle. Oh, it was going to be that. (laughs) Absolutely. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The conscience of the nation.
1: The Armstrong and Getty
3: Show. Little tip for you young actors. When they call and say, can you ride a horse? Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> you will find on day one you're in the Kentucky Derby. I'd also, finally, like to thank my horse, <laughs> Apollo. He, um, he was Jeff Bridges' horse on True Grit, and I felt he was making unfair comparisons. was that
0: Jeff Daniels. Oh. Jeff Daniels did a mini series for Netflix called Godless. It is uh if you like westerns you will love this. It's among the best things I saw all last year. It's wow, it really fantastic. Oh, I do love a good western. He was on a horse when he played George Washington in uh in a movie, oh, TV right. movie that was pretty good I
2: thought. Yeah. Uh, I heard that was uh, really Forge. good. Oh, I, I didn't see that. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm it a Washington a while, guy too. Took a while
0: to get past first him first president, you know. Took a while to get past him from Dumb and Dumber because it was like fairly on the heels of Dumb and Dumber, but ah. there he's George Washington. But it was really good. Yeah. Um,
2: speaking of the Emmys, and this is Hey Thomas Jefferson, what's the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see, very funny, Ben Franklin. Um... <laughs>
0: I'm not taking glee in this. I don't need to beat up these shows that are that are what they are. But the the Emmys set yet another new record low last night. So they had set a record low two years ago last year, and now this year, down once again double digits. The final Whoa. no, the final number number of viewers is not out. But last year they had 11.8 million viewers, uh, 18 to 49, which is the the the, the demo that TV wants. If it was down 10% again, you know, they're, they're quite possibly into the single digits. So it's now just a show. Mm-hmm. It's just a show. It was the most watched show last night, but it's... That, that used to be a show that 40 million people would watch.
2: Yeah. I bailed after like 35 minutes. How long is it? It was about a three-hour tour. Oh, there's, there's no reason for that.
0: Well, and if I haven't seen any of the shows... I remember watching it back in the day where I knew I watched every show, knew every character, actually had some rooting interest in whether or not Frasier beat out whoever, mm-hmm. you know. So that's, yeah.
2: there's a big difference. I was uh, I was uh, f- moved to chuckling a couple of times by the co-hosts. I think they're clever fellas. Good with a uh, a punchline. They're good together, too. They work yeah. well. Yeah, uh, they do. But beyond that, oh yeah, they, they absolutely do. But beyond that, uh, it's more useful to me in print. I see a list of shows that were nominated that are allegedly quite good. And I think, yeah, maybe I'll check them out someday. Yep. There's no point in watching the freaking thing, right. I think. But How do we feel except, like... Oh, my God, it was funny. Occasionally... <laughs> oh, I'm going to suffer for this. Occasionally, I'm reminded that my wife is a woman, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there watching, and uh, and some gal came out in some dress. And I just thought, hmm. And Judy started to rant about the dress. Oh, my God, that dress is a nightmare. Oh, that's right. Like, They're oh, wearing is clothes it? is what I would think. Right, right.
1: Oh, look at it.
2: And there are two gals out there. I said, sorry, which one? <laughs> which one's the nightmare? The, the pink one? Yes, the pink one.
0: Yeah, I was going yeah. through the New York Post last night, yeah. they had 88 pictures of stars and what they wow. wore from the Emmys, and I thought, wow, Only 88? 88, 88 yeah. pictures. Yeah, that's, that's enough. So, who would have through those? and for what reason um, I was about to say how do we feel about I know how we feel about the never ending from the opening line to the end talk about diversity or the lack thereof in TV and how much better is it just wow I mean I guess I don't how many of you is that important to that well in, in, in think the awards about that much?
2: Yeah. I mean the, the, there aren't enough
0: winners I don't, I, I don't know awards I don't know. for course, art are stupid I'm a straight white male so my, as they said last night my opinion does not count
3: Alexa, play Final Thoughts by Armstrong and Getty.
1: Okay, here's some idiotic musings by a pair of halfwits and their merry band of simpletons.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Alexa. Here's your host, Joe Getty. That's so beautifully crafted. (laughs) Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Positive, Sean, your final thought? Yeah, there was a new world record for the
0: fastest marathon ever this past weekend. Uh, Iluid Kipichogai... Ran a marathon that's 26 miles in 2 hours, 1 minute, 39 seconds. Almost breaking the 2 hour, which uh, nobody's ever thought was possible. Boy, in traffic, you can't drive that in that time. (laughs) 2 hours, 1 minute. So he was maintaining a 4 minute, 38 second mile pace for 26 miles. That's
2: That's insane. You just got to breathe deep.
3: Marshall Phillips, your final thought? Well, I got to tell you, it started out the day with the promise of major political theater, and now the curtain may not go up on the Kavanaugh show. It right. may not happen. Right. Michelangelo, your final thought? Yeah, I feel kind of uh, the same way. I'm disappointed. I was hoping for Rusty the Bailiff or a... Judge Judy character or some sort of wacky protest. I wanted chaos.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. My final thoughts related to that, too. I was really excited to start today. It's terrible. It's the worst way to handle this whole situation. It's terrible for America, but it was going to be freaking off the hook. I mean... Everybody was going to tune it at that. And the protesters and the questions and the grandstanding oh, by yeah. presidential nominee wannabes. And, oh, it was just going to be, now
2: it looks like it ain't going to happen. It would have be, been a train wreck. Oh, yeah. It might still happen, but who knows? I mean, this many twists... Can't pretend there won't be more. We shall see. My final thought has to do with the Green Beret who inspired Colin Kaepernick not to sit during the anthem but to kneel with his teammates. It's a really interesting story. The San Diego Union-Tribune had it. Um, And maybe I'll share it with you tomorrow. But um, uh, the point I took away is when they first met, he asked, well, why are you protesting? And Kaepernick's answer was extremely vague and weird and really had no information to it. Um, which does not surprise me at all. I think Kaepernick's main problem is a simpleton. Yeah, was he a straight A student in high school? I don't know. Armstrong, He's and a star Getty. quarterback. Do the math. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wrapping up a grueling four-hour workday, we will see you tomorrow with the latest. God bless America.
4: This is. Uh
3: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
2: Thank you, and good night.
3: And the show's over. What? Bye-bye.
2: We, on the other hand, are the conscience of the nation. And <laughs> Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.